Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yet another Grizzlies trade. Patrick Beverly, we hardly knew you. It's a new episode of Grits and Grimes. Morant with a running start. Elevate. Oh, it dunks. Oh, my goodness. Tie game in overtime. Gasol will turn. tell if there are any punches being thrown under there, but Griffin took exception to something. The officials break it up quickly. Griffin. See, he just locked his arm and then kind of pulled him over. Zach falls down, and then, you know what? A little elbow there. Oh, he's digging the elbow. Yeah, you know. Welcome to Grits and Grinds, a Memphis Grizzlies podcast. My name is Keith Parrish. You would think at this point, I would quit trying to guess what the Grizzlies' opening night roster was going to look like as the Grizzlies have pulled off yet another trade redirecting Pat Beverly to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Jarrett Culver and Juancho Hernan Gomez. Now, we assumed the Grizzlies were going to try to trade Pat Beverly. I talked about last episode. He wasn't part of the plans. I could imagine a scenario where he stuck around, but we knew this was a financial transaction. This was all about the money involved and the contracts involved. And so now they've moved him to the Timberwolves, who presumably want Patrick Beverly to try to add some competitive fire to that team that has a couple of guys, notably Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, who aren't really known for their competitiveness and or work ethic. So, like, you understand that the Timberwolves are trying to get a hard-nosed guy, someone who the team hopes can be a culture setter, perhaps? It's hard to think of Pat Beverly as the culture setter, but maybe he will bring some toughness and defensive intensity to a team 
that has lacked it. So for this deal, I actually spoke to Dane Moore, MBA, who covers the Timberwolves on his own podcast. He's very plugged in with the Timberwolves to just ask him kind of what to expect from Culver and Hernan Gomez and, you know, what were the reasonings Timberwolves-wise? Are there any ones that I wasn't aware of beyond the obvious ones? And he emphasized that for the Timberwolves, this was a no-brainer because they had to get rid of Jarrett Culver and Hernan Gomez. Basically, things had gone south between the team and Hernan Gomez. They'd forbidden him from playing on the Spanish national team. and He wasn't big in the rotation last year. And then with Jarrett Culver, there was no way the Timberwolves were picking up his fourth-year option. He conceded that Jarrett Culver needs a change of scenery, and that's what Grizzlies fans are hoping for. When you acquire someone who has such a high lottery pedigree, he's taken sixth in the 2019 draft, but there was no way the Timberwolves were going to pay him the $8 million he'd be owed if they exercised his fourth-year team option. So when it comes to the Grizzlies, that's an extremely interesting wrinkle to this whole trade. For the Grizzlies, in one sense, it's a free roll. You wanted to move Bledsoe, you got the Pat Beverly contract, and then you're sending that Pat Beverly contract on because you knew Pat Bev wasn't a part of your future plans. And so you get back Ernie Gomez and Culver. And I think we're circling Culver as being the target of this trade because you hope maybe a change of scenery and he does become a useful, functional player. He's still only 22 years old. So you don't have to give up on him. But the Grizzlies have to decide before you get a good look at him about his contract for 2022-23. So that he's going into his third year. That option's already been picked up. So he's under salary for this year, a guaranteed contract. The Grizzlies now have 18 guaranteed contracts after this deal. But they have to make a decision in October whether or not to exercise the $8.1 million owed to him the following season. And in my mind, the Grizzlies did a good job moving that Bledsoe deal because we were saying, all right, if Jaron Jackson Jr. signs an extension that's for less than the max, then the Grizzlies could open up a lot of salary cap space next year for free agents. Well, are you going to use $8 million of that on Jarrett Culver? Is Jarrett Culver your someone you're so excited about that he's worth giving up free agent dreams for next summer? That's a hard sell. It's a hard sell to me. Jared Culver's been bad in the NBA, flat out. He's never shot 30% from three. In two years in the NBA, he's a 50% free throw shooter. He couldn't crack the rotation on the Timberwolves, who frankly have been bad, quite bad, the last two seasons. The idea of him is a defender and maybe a mid-range scorer. Dane was telling me perhaps if he had the freedom to be more of a mid-range shooter. And the Grizzlies definitely let Dylan Brooks take a bunch of mid-range shots. But the Timberwolves were basically a three-point-only shooting team, and he was bad at it. He had a few stretches, like 10-game stretches, where he made 40% of his threes, but essentially he's a bad shooter. He's a non-shooter, totally. Maybe it's just a shaken confidence. But if the Grizzlies exercise his fourth-year option, which we probably won't know for a while, although maybe we will. Maybe they'll go ahead and immediately do it. But if they do, that's another risk. This is a Justice Winslow-esque risk again. It's not as big. It's relatively minor. But to go ahead and overpay a guy, hoping he develops, it isn't what I would want to be doing with John Morant's fourth season. Again, we're not talking about the 21-22 season. 
we're talking about the Grizzlies have to go ahead and decide whether or not to pay Culver for the 22-23 season. We're talking John Moran's fourth season. We're talking Jaron Jackson Jr.'s fifth season. Do I want to be sinking money into the development of Jarrett Culver at that point? I don't. Theoretically, Culver, if he developed like people thought he would to some degree, you know, he could play alongside Ja. He's got good size, secondary ball handling creation skills. But at this point, he doesn't project to be an NBA starter. You think maybe he could be one of those just wing pieces that the Grizzlies have, but the Grizzlies have a lot of them. This is another guy who could possibly take minutes away from Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton. That isn't that enticing. I know a lot of people, Grizzlies fans, writers, podcasters, mention Jarrett Culver as someone you could literally get for free this offseason. Like, hey, if we're just swapping salaries, like I said it on this show, I, I pitched fake trades where the Grizzlies moved Bledsoe and got Culver back just to see if Culver could be anything. Because why not? Having a roster spot going to Eric Bledsoe where he's not playing or Rajon Rondo who's not playing, I'd rather use that roster spot to see if Jarrett Culver has anything in the tank at all. But the salary situation with him is so odd. Being a high draft pick, it's similar to Josh Jackson, where the Grizzlies brought in Josh Jackson, who was on a very high rookie salary. His rookie scale deal was so high because he was drafted very high in the first round. So the Grizzlies in that situation had to decline the option. I think it's very possible. I would almost say, just looking at this, from someone without the, the insider perspective of what the front office is thinking, I would decline Jared Culver's option. And then in that situation, you'd be limited to what you could resign him. You couldn't pay him more than what he was already owed. You couldn't pay him more than $8 million a year if you wanted to keep him. So there's a risk there. What if you decline the option and then Culver blows up, becomes like a most improved player candidate, or gets really, really good, reaches his full potential, then the Grizzlies are limited because he would be an unrestricted free agent. You couldn't match any offer for him if he wanted to leave, and you'd be, you'd be limited in the amount you could pay him. So that's the risk, but knowing what I know right now, which is admittedly not that much, I think I would decline the option and just see if he could be any good this year. Also, there's a non-zero chance this has nothing to do with the player, Jarrett Culver. There's a non-zero chance this is once again just breaking up these salaries into smaller pieces. When this deal broke, my first thought was, oh, wow, the Grizzlies are taking a flyer on Jarrett Culver. Everyone analyzing this deal is saying, look, the Grizzlies are, are, are going to try out Jarrett Culver, try to salvage that, do the second draft thing where you take a high lottery pick and you just think he needs a, a new team, the change of scenery to see what you can get out of him. I'm saying there's a non-zero chance they have no interest in Jarrett Culver whatsoever. They just said, hey, we can turn this $14 million salary into two $7 million salaries. Those are even easier to move. Now, by breaking that salary apart, you do run into the limitation where you can no longer trade them for a larger salary because you can't combine, you can't aggregate those two salaries because you just traded for them. There's like a limitation. You have to wait a certain number of days. There also is the issue that Grizzlies have way too many players. Like, you can have more than 15 guys on your roster before opening night, but right now the Grizzlies have 20 guys, theoretically. They have, they have over 20 if this trade were to go through. It can't go through because you can't have over 20 guys on your team. Even in the offseason, you have to include your two-way guys, and then these guys they sign to exhibit 10s. Now, if this trade were to be completed, the Grizzlies would have to lose two players. 
would they go ahead and dump the guys they signed to Exhibit 10s, Romeo Weems and Eve Pons? I don't know. I don't know what their plans are, like how crucial those two guys were to the hustle this year. Like if they're going to keep those people. I feel like you'd circle Daniel Aturu. Maybe they'll go ahead and just wave Daniel Aturu before this goes down. I think Sam Merrill showed enough in Summer League that you wouldn't want to go ahead and get rid of him. Is a Rajon Rondo buyout imminent? Or is another trade imminent? Were all these deals lined up? When they traded for Bledsoe, did they have a good idea they could move him to the Clippers? When they made the Bledsoe deal to the Clippers, presumably they knew they could go ahead and put Beverly with the Timberwolves. Whatever the next move is, as far as which players are let go or which players are moved to different teams, perhaps in future transactions, you got to assume they had at least had a vague idea of what they were going to do. Are they more interested in like Daniel Aturu than Pons or Weems? Aturu was, the, I believe, the 33rd pick last season. Would you rather get a longer look at him than stick with the guys you signed basically to be on the hustle in Pons and Weems? If I understand the NBA rules correctly, something else has to happen before this trade is executed. The other part of the trade is Juancho Hernan Gomez. Juancho Hernan Gomez is the guy I like as an NBA player. Juancho Hernan Gomez, unlike some of these other pieces of flotsam that Grizzlies have acquired in trades, I think he's someone useful. He's what I like to call a functional rotation NBA player. This is not Rajon Rondo where I was like, oh, he's not joining the team. This is not Aturu, or this is not even Eric Bledsoe, where I was like, I don't think he's ever joining the team. Ernan Gomez can play. He has good size. He's six foot nine. He can play small forward. The Grizzlies need guys who can play small forward. He's a fine rebounder. He's an okay shooter. His percentages from three are pretty mediocre, but he's had definitely hot stretches, like significant hot stretches, where you're like, all right, that guy's good. Ernan Gomez is the first guy, again, in these deals this summer where I've thought, all right, I might cut Sam Merrill for him. I wouldn't cut Ernan Gomez immediately. Also, I don't know if it matters at all, but if you want to connect some dots, you could say maybe Santi Aldama would enjoy having another player who's played on the Spanish national team or has that connection in Ernan Gomez. It's good to have a friend. As shell-shocked as Aldama looked at Summer League with his play, maybe having another Spanish national on the team would be helpful, a la the Juan Carlos Navarro era, being there to be Pal Gasol's friend. Also, with the Grizzlies' current roster construction, I feel like a, a wing with size who can play the three is an area of need. They are not deep there. Culver can sort of play the three, based on my understanding, but he's not tall. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Dylan Brooks is like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Bain and Melton are, are shorter. Zaire, you know, has the has the size, but he doesn't. We don't know if he's ready to play. He's very, very young. Your only natural threes on the team, the guys who play the, the minutes of the three, you know, it's usually Dylan Brooks who's undersized, and then Kyle Anderson, who usually looks better at the four. Ernan Gomez can play the four, but he's not that strong. And the way the NBA is now, we have fewer kind of ISO scores who are wings like sure Hernan Gomez can't stop Paul George but you know no one really can Hernan Gomez can play the three and they absolutely could wave him immediately and he'll, he'll never join the team 
But just if I'm looking at this from the players, I think Ernie Gomez would be a good addition to this roster. I can get it down to 16 guys. Like, if you think, basically, your guards, you got Ja, Tyus, and Sam Merrill, maybe your third-string point guard, Sam Merrill. Your guards with shooting guards would be kind of Bain and Melton and then Jarrett Culver. Then small forwards can be Dylan Brooks, Zaire Williams, and Conchar. I guess Conchar's there. I don't know. Shooting guard size, power forward game, whatever. Then your power forwards are guys who can play three or four. You got Jaron Jackson Jr. and then Kyle Anderson and uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez. And then at center, you have Steven Adams, Xavier Tillman, Brandon Clark. Maybe he'd be a four, whatever. And then uh, Santi Aldama. Maybe he's a four. He's not really a five. We don't know what he is. That's 16 players. That assumes you traded Rondo for a lightly protected second rounder or you've just bought Rondo out. That assumes you've waived Daniel Aturo. And then you still still have a decision between those 16. But I'm not going to get too far into it because the other shoe hasn't dropped yet. They got to release this roster crunch because you still have... You still have Killian Tilly signed to a two-way. McDermott is still on a two-way. That's something I got wrong in a previous episode. I didn't know Sean McDermott's deal was a two-year two-way contract from last season. There was a team option on this year. As far as we know, they've, they've exercised the option. Then you have Eve Pons, Romeo Weems. Both those guys have signed Exhibit 10 contracts. So that makes 22 guys. And you can only have 20 to execute a deal. So basically, it's probably not even worth trying to guess, once again, who's going to be on the final roster because the other shoe is yet to drop. Something has to happen before this announced deal can even happen. Okay, I lied. I'm going to guess. They're going to buy out Rondo and Wavaturo. There you go. That's my official guess. But anyway, short episode, just updating the breaking news of the Patrick Beverly trade. The very eventful 36 hours, Patrick Beverly was a Memphis Grizzly. If all this transaction action, if all this trade action has you excited about next year's Memphis Grizzlies, well, there's no better time to go ahead and lock down your Grizzlies season tickets for next year. Do it today and get the best seats at the best possible prices. Place a 20% deposit today and you can lock in those seats. You become an MVP member, which has special benefits such as unique events, merchandise, discounts, and more only available to those MVP members. So call 901-888-HOOP or click grizzlies.com today. That's the episode. Thanks for listening. little quick trade reaction show. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday. Talk to you soon. Go Grizz. winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.